0: On the Crosstalk on WIZ, I'm Mike Hayes. Our guest uh, from Mayo Health System, Dr. Joe Padaruca, who uh, leads the pediatrics department, works also in intensive care with an update, a COVID update from the Mayo System. Doctor, good morning. Thanks very much for talking with us. How are you and your family, everybody that surrounds you? How are you guys doing?
1: Way nicely, trying to enjoy uh, the beautiful summer. You know, I miss the post-COVID quarantine Uh, times and kind of looking ahead to what the fall brings in terms of going back to school
0: well and and let's talk a little about that since school officials and health officials have been doing that uh, on a uh, practically maybe it is daily basis at this point Uh, uh, pediatrics and those young people are going to play a major part in getting those kids back in school safely is uh, is that possible in your opinion based on what you know
1: yeah, that's a, that's an excellent question. Um, you know, we really defer to the American Academy of Pediatrics, and the general uh, the message is that we want kids to go back to school in, in the in the physical uh, form, so not virtual uh, learning, but in the physical presence. But there's a number of recommendations to do that in a safe way. And what we've kind of learned, and what's the push behind that is, you know, there's been some concern about you know kids having behavioral issues and. Being stuck at home, is there concerns for abuse? But we are also learning that um, they just didn't learn well when the the virtual uh, learnings were going on, despite teachers' excellent, outstanding efforts. Oh, sure. You You understand that, though, too, don't
0: you? You understand that. It's difficult when you're sitting at home with your mom or dad who haven't been in school since they were kids, are now the teacher. And you're sitting at the kitchen table, and there's hardly anything distracting about your brother or your sister or the dog or your mom. You know, I can't imagine that anybody that's uh, uh, other than high school or college who could do those classes in their bedroom with the door closed uninterrupted, everybody else is really going to struggle, I imagine.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have a family of six kids, and it was even a struggle uh, for us Uh, it's it's not easy for families. They're working families. They're trying to uh, educate their kids at the same time. We're, we're not prepared for this. But uh, further emphasizing why we should have the kids in the classroom. But you know what also goes into that is from a medical literature standpoint. We we early on we thought these kids would be you know symptomatic or super spreaders, and you know we're just finding that's not really the case with COVID. Like like we've seen with influenza, where kids are very susceptible to. Getting it becoming symptomatic and spreading it, but while while we look ahead to have kids start, I, th- I think there's good responsible ways to do that. We've talked about the physical distancing, three to six feet in the classroom, lunchroom. Um, the recommendation is universal masking at the secondary school level, so high school, and then at elementary school, middle school, it's sort of you know risk benefit uh, to, to wearing the mask, but definitely trying to maintain. Some of those distancing features, and then universal masking for teachers. So I think there is a way to do it responsibly. The AEP says we should get these kids back in school in the person, and we just got to work together using common sense and uh, the medical literature to understand how to best
0: do this. Do you see risk with any kids from, a, a, you know, K-12 kids wearing a mask? Is that a, a, a problematic? Uh, you know, it— <laughs> Absolutely,
1: they should wear a mask. Um, I would encourage that for families to do that. Um, you know, obviously, little kids are going to have problems with, it's, you know, picking at things or food, but um, this is something that we can do. I mean, you know, surgeons wear masks for hours on end, soldiers out in the field wear a mask for hours on end. This is something that we can be responsible and do, and we can set a good example for our kids. There shouldn't be any barriers. I know there's some myths out there that you can. It can deprive you of oxygen. These are absolutely false. And we just need to make sure we're, we're we're getting the right message out there and setting a good example for our kids.
0: Well, and I appreciate your candor and your honest answer. And I'm sure you recognize that at least some in our audience are rolling their eyes, wondering uh, when you first drank the Kool-Aid and uh, were contacted by the Chinese and the uh, deep state Democrats to begin <laughs> lying to people uh, as often as you could in the lacrosse area. Uh, about uh, how to stay safe during COVID-19. Uh, I, on the other hand, know full well that you're not a deep stater or uh, uh, in league with the Chinese, and I appreciate your opinion based on years of uh, being a doctor, leading the pediatric department, working in intensive care, and you don't necessarily care who becomes president next, do you, as long as all the kids you see no. are healthy?
1: No, and we we really uphold that, and Medicine, to do the right thing no matter what, so... Uh, we have no special interest here, and, you know, we're really at the core of, heart of taking care of the patient and really thinking about medical care from a humanitarian standpoint.
0: Right, and, and boy, no matter what really plays a part in that oath these days, doesn't it? Uh, Dr. Joe Potaruka? thanks very much for talking with us this morning.